Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Faster, boy! Faster! I'm Silver! Away! A man walked briskly up the steps of a little house in the frontier town of Pierre in the Dakota Territory and rapped on the door. Good evening, Lola. Good evening. Earl. May I come in? What? Yes, yes, come in. Jeff's boat just arrived. He isn't home yet. Yes, I know. I was on Jeff's boat all the way from St. Louis. He wasn't sure whether you'd see me, Lola. Well, I... Lola, won't you believe even Jeff? I, I know it doesn't sound reasonable. Losing my father... Well, he was all I had. But Skinner Fleet and Pete Marvin put those renegades and half-breeds up to wiping out the expedition. Father put everything he had into that expedition. He did it because Jeff asked him to, on your assurance. Jeff said you knew fur trading. And you knew the Indians. But those Indians were renegades. Fleet and Marvin's cutthroats. They killed your father. 
They'd have killed me and Jeff, too, if we hadn't been lucky. There wouldn't have been any expedition if it hadn't been for you, Earl. Your father was Jeff's friend. And Jeff is my friend. We hunted and trapped together for years. How can you... How can you for one second believe I betrayed Sam Douglas? Jeff at least has tried to pay his debt. He said he'd promised Father to take care of me in case anything happened to him. Jeff got a job on the Haskins Riverboat Line. He's been captain of the steamer Lady Jane six months now. He's been almost a father to me. You went away. Well, there was nothing here for me. I know you won't believe me, but if I'd stayed here in the fur trading business, Fleet and Marvin would have had me killed. Now I... And now you've come back. Why? Well, I'm not alone in wanting Fleet and Marvin brought to justice. And who are the others? Some people who think it means life itself to the entire Upper Missouri Territory. The Haskins Fur Company of St. Louis, for one. Same outfit that owns the boat line. They've sent quite a few of their men up here to get the evidence against Fleet and Marvin so that the government could act. And did those men succeed? They were never heard from again. But the Haskins people think maybe I can do it. I see. Lola, if I could prove to you that you were wrong about your father's death, completely wrong, would that change your feeling toward me? Of course, Earl. I... I must tell you something. I'm leaving town. Leaving town? Yes, I've decided... But what about Jeff? He's been a father to you. I know, and I'm grateful, but I... Where are you going? To St. Louis. I've saved some money, and Jeff has given me some. I... I want to get away from where it all happened. I want to start a new life. When do you plan to leave? I'll be ready about the time Jeff leaves on his next trip. Four weeks. Four weeks. I might be able to do it. Earl. Yes? Be careful. (laughs) Take a good look around before you step on board that steamer, Lola. (laughs) You may have company. little cabin hidden in the mountains some miles from Pierre was the rendezvous at which Skinner Fleet and Pete Marvin met their agents. Renegade Indians and half-breeds who not only served the crooked fur traders by circulating false reports among the tribes, but by obtaining information. Well, what's the tavern about? Him say, Medbury meet Opanumo, chief all Dakota tribe. What? Him say Medbury get chief, send son Omaha. Thunderation. What fur? Prince Todawaiku meet he pale-faced fur trader. The Haskins people. When's the prince going? Chief son leave Pierre on Riverboat next trip. That's Jeff Streeter's tub, the Lady Jane. Yeah. Ask him if he knows whether Medbury's going on that boat, too. Moana, Medbury, Kimo Seonohao. Bahaki, huh? Unga Moha Guha. Him say Medbury tell Chief he go same boat. And he must have got what he came after. Yeah, he's smart, that Medbury. Working quiet-like, figuring we'd not get on to what he was up to. It's too bad we didn't get him and Streeter same time we got old man Douglas. Well, we run Medbury out. And Streeter took to riverboating. And Medbury's in our way now. If he gets to Omaha with what I think he's got... Well, what are we waiting for? Are we taking care of all the mothers the Haskins people sent up here? Yeah, but Medbury's different. He's the sharpest hombre they sent up here. And he probably told them plenty before he left. We gotta handle him special. I guess you're right, Skinner. But what about the chief's son? Uh, you know, Pete, I think we better let the prince get on board that tub. Huh? If something happened to that boat while the prince was on it, wouldn't the chief be mad? Mad? 
<laughs> Say, no other white fur traders would ever try to do business up here. <laughs> <laughs> Some nights before Jeff Streeter's vessel was to leave on its next trip, Earl Medbury again went to the steamboat skipper's home. I'm sorry Lola wouldn't see you, but mine is made up, I guess. Well, that's all right, Jeff. I can't tell her yet I've succeeded. And I'll not have succeeded until that evidence reaches the Haskins people in St. Louis. When you come aboard the Lady Jane, she'll have good reason to believe you got the proof. And just in case I don't come aboard, you have copies in that package. And you'll see it gets to the Haskins people? You bet I will, son. That evidence means about as much to me as it does to you. Well, I'm taking this case with the originals in it back to my hotel room now. And I'm staying there until the day your boat leaves. <laughs> well, it's next Thursday noon, five days from now. But I reckon it'll seem a lot longer. Uh, it will, but it's safer that way. <laughs> Good night, Jeff. Good night, Earl. Medbury, come now. Indians! Now, we take him to cabin. Come. Well, if it ain't our old friend Medbury. Anybody see anything? Uh, nobody sees. Yes, yeah, perfect. He's coming around now. Here, maybe this will help wake you up, Medbury. <laughs> Where am I? You're among friends, Medbury. Old friends. <laughs> Skinner Fleet and Pete Marvin. Now he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Medbury case. Got paper. Hey. You look, see. This may be the stuff here. Let's see. Here's something. Two hundred first, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. A Cheyenne River deal. Yeah, and here's the dope on old man Douglas. Let me see. This stuff could hang us both. It will hang you both. Yeah, shut up, that won't do you any good, Skinner. And this ain't gonna do you any good either. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna read anything from them ashes. They're not the only <laughs> copies they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mighty clever you getting Chief Opanumo to send his son to meet the Haskins people at Omaha. Chief seems to have a lot of confidence in you, Medbury. Uh, he'll have a lot more when his son reports back to him. He ain't gonna report back. Well, you wouldn't dare harm the chief's son. The Dakota tribes would massacre every man, woman, and child in this territory if anything happened to him. They wouldn't massacre me and Pete. What are you going to do? <laughs> no harm in telling him now, Skinner. No, <laughs> I reckon not. <laughs> well, the chief's son is going to leave Pierre on that tub of Jeff Streeter's, ain't he? And the tub burns firewood, don't it? What are you talking about? Well, now, just suppose the night before the boat sails, we bore holes in some of them logs. Bored holes in the logs? And filled them with gunpowder. No. And the tub has got to get up plenty of steam before it pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> and after everybody gets aboard, including the chief's son, of course, boom. But there'll be women and children on that boat. And Lola and Jeff. Lola. Oh, yeah, old man Douglas's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you were sweet on her. And Jeff Streeter's a captain of that tub. Well, Pete, it looks like we'll make a clean sweep. <laughs> You'd kill all those people just so you could What's gain What's you your... worrying about? You won't be there. It 
was the morning of the fifth day after Earl Medbury had been kidnapped that the Lone Ranger and Tonto were riding a rocky trail beside one of the tributaries of the Upper Missouri River. At that point, the stream raged through a deep gorge, and the trail led toward the top of a cliff overlooking the gorge. Rugged country, Kimosabe. Ah, we'll get to top soon. Ah, look, smoke. Oh, Silver, easy boy, easy. Where? Oh, now I see it. Slow puffs. Barely visible. Uh-huh. Smoke come from top cliff. No one there we can see. Now it's stopped. And there it is again. Seems to come right out of the ground. Kimosabe, that smoke talk. Hmm. Yes, it looks like it. Somebody call help. And let's get going, Cotto. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto discovered that the smoke signals were coming from a circular cavern extending from the top of the cliff straight down some 60 or 70 feet. The signals were being sent up by a man at the bottom of the cavern, a man held captive by its depth and its sheer size. The bottom opened onto the stream, but the waters were so turbulent that no man could survive in them more than a few seconds. Hello down there. Hello. We saw your smoke signals. How did you ever get down there? Two men brought me here. Let me down by rope. Broke the rope. They wanted you to die there? Yes. Who are you? Medbury. Earl Medbury. Yes? Try to go on. We want to help you if we can. Oh, they dropped. Poor fellow apparently has collapsed. Must have been down there for days. Uh, him plenty weak. From hunger and exhaustion. Unless we get him out of there soon, he'll surely die. Somebody shot at us. Come close. Somebody who doesn't want us to save that fellow down there. Take cover. Come from Cross Canyon. Yes, but I can't see anyone. They're apparently hidden among those boulders across the gorge, using rifles. Toto, we can't compete against rifles from here. They have too much range. Uh, pistol not shoot far enough. Uh, them laugh at us. There they go, two men. Them run away from boulders. Duck behind some more boulders. They had their horses hidden there. Them ride off fast. Them get away. Leaving that fellow met Barry at the bottom of the cavern to die. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger and Tonto realized Earl Medbury now lay in a state of collapse at the bottom of the cavern, they rode downstream some distance, crossed over, and returned up the other side. They saw no sign of the men who'd been shooting at them, so they halted at a point just opposite the cavern's opening. Tonto, no one can get through those rapids alive. No, no. Found strongest man. Man, yes. But a horse might get through. Kimatabi, you mean Silver. Him strong, but maybe not strong enough. Maybe Silver drowned. You drowned, too. Silver and I have been through many battles together. We must go down. We'll go down together. Kimasabi. Stay close to shore, Tonto. We need a hand with Medbury if we get him this far. Come on, Silver. Come on, big fella. Adios. Come on, Silver. That's it, boy. Easy now. The white stallion, responding to the urgings of his master with every ounce of his great strength, waged a mighty battle with the raging waters. Waters that beat and tore and sliced at him with relentless fury. Waters that whirled and spun with a powerful suction, seeking to draw down to the fatal depths the magnificent animal and his rider who dared defy them. Come on, boy. Easy. Easy, over. Against him. Come on, Silver. Come on, fella. Then, in midstream, where the strength of the torrent was greatest, the white horse sank beneath the surging waters, carrying his rider with him, until only the Lone Ranger's head and shoulders were visible. But Silver still fought on. In a few seconds, struggled to the surface. You hooked him, big fella. Now for the home stretch. In a supreme effort, the great horse carried his rider directly to the cavern's mouth. At that point, the water was shallow enough so that Silver could keep his feet. The Lone Ranger stepped from his saddle and quickly made his way to the prostrate Medbury. form of Earl Medbury. Medbury. Who are you? Last man. One of Skinner Fleet's men. I want to help you. It was my Indian friend and I who saw your smoke signals. And those shots I heard, they must have come from... Men who didn't want us to save you. Yes, they... They said they'd come back now and then until they found I was... I was dead. Why did they choose this way of killing you? Well, they thought no chance of my being rescued before... Before I died. Little chance my body ever be found. Nobody could ever prove I that. see. And we'll talk about that later. Silver and I came to get you. Here, let me help you up. Silver. A masked man. An Indian friend. You must be the Lone Ranger. It doesn't matter who I am. Here, put your arm around my shoulder. There. Can you walk? I think so. Good. We'll make it. Here, Silver. Steady, big fella. Silver braced himself against the rocky bottom. The Lone Ranger lifted Medbury astride the horse, lashed into the saddle, then set out again to conquer the wrath of the waters. This time, despite the added weight he carried, the white stallion had the confidence and skill that came from having won the struggle before. Come on, Silver. We've not far to go now. What a magnificent animal. Come on, Silver. And under his master's urgings, Silver swam straight for the opposite shore without faltering. Tonto was waiting. 
Musabi. You, uh, Silver Wind. Wind, big fight. Silver one, a tunnel. There, big fella. There, let's help Medbury down now. Uh, Those lashings. Me helping? I never thought that we... What, what day is today? Today? Today is Thursday. Thursday? What time is it? Not, not yet noon. In the sun, I'd say it was about 11 o'clock. Only an hour. Only an hour? Now, what do you mean? A river steamer, the Lady Jane, is sailing from Pierre at noon. Her captain, Jeff Streeter, has copies of my evidence against Skinner, Fleet, and Pete Marvin. They were the men who put me in that cavalry. And the son of Chief Opinumo, the Dakotas will be aboard. Women and children, too. What is the danger? Terrible danger. Fleet and Marvin said they were going to load some of the vessel's firewood with gunpowder. Gunpowder? Yes, blow the boat to pieces. Kill everybody on board. May already be too late. No, Fleet and Marvin would be clever enough to put the wood containing the gunpowder where it wouldn't be used immediately. Not until after the vessel began getting up steam. They want the explosion to occur at the docks, after everyone's aboard. Uh, me here a Fleet and Marvin, then big crook fur traders. Dakota tribes be plenty mad if Chief's son be killed. Yes. There may be barely time. Pierre, 20, 30 miles from here. What we do, Kimosabi? We haven't time to ride all the way to Pierre, Toto. You ride toward there, 15 miles perhaps, fast. There are some ridges. Huh? Me know. Build a fire on one of those ridges quickly. Send a smoke signal to the Indian prince. Tell him to warn the boat captain not to use the firewood. Great danger, wait. Not use firewood. Danger, wait. Me no signal. But maybe Indian prince not see smoke. We'll have to risk it, Toto. It's our only chance. Hurry, Toto, hurry! Well, I think our earlier visitors are paying us another call. Leighton Marvin. I was afraid they'd come back. Uh, they'll not get away this time. Get what cover you can. There, Medbury. Yes, I see them now. They duck behind those boulders up ahead a few hundred yards. We get them this time. No. Tonto, you must send that smoke signal. I'll take care of these fellows. That'd be two to one, Kimosabi. Hurry, Tonto, and be careful. Uh-huh. Here's Scouts. Silver, right here, big fella. Uh, now, quickly. Kimosabi, get him up, Scout. Yes, and I must go, too. What? I've got to get Silver out of range of their fire. You're their number one objective, Medbury. Of course, but... If they see me leave, they'll not follow. Not at once, anyway. They'll try to get you first. I have no gun. Here, take one of mine. There. And here's ammunition. There. Now, keep covered. Watch them. Don't let them move up on you. Keep them busy. I just hope they do make a break. Well, what are you going to do? Leave you for a while. Here, Silver. Hurry, big fella. Steady now. Come on, Silver! Ranger's plan was simple. He rode off in the direction opposite from Fleet and Marvin and soon disappeared. The fur traders, angered by the discovery that Medbury now was armed, concentrated their attention on him. Riding in a wide circle, unseen by Fleet and Marvin, the Lone Ranger soon was in a position to approach them from the rear. Once he sighted them, he bore down on them with all the speed Silver could muster. That fellow's coming at us from behind. I told you we should have beat it. Let him have it. I figured he'd had enough. We'll get him. He's getting too close. Shoot the horse. I'll get him. No, my arm. He got me in the arm. I've got a beat on him. I'll take him. Oh, my shoulder. Hey, that hombre's wearing a mask. Come on, get to your horse. We're getting out of here.
few minutes before noon, passengers were on board the river steamer Lady Jane as she prepared to leave the dock of Prier. Guess he couldn't make it, Lola. Maybe, maybe something's wrong. Oh, not necessarily, Lola. Earl said he was going to keep to his hotel room till time to leave. I figured it best not to look him up. Oh, that Indian's trying to get your attention. Oh, Prince Toto Waiku. Captain Streeter, me get message. Message? Who from? Medbury? Not know who from. Medbury not come. Yeah, but everything's been arranged for you, Prince. Me get smoke message. Smoke message? What do you come mean? Come from Ridge, yonder. Where? Yonder. Yeah, I see smoke all right, but what does it mean? Message for Captain. Message say, boat not burn firewood, danger, wait. Boat not burn firewood, danger, wait. But who would be sending me a message? Maybe Indian, maybe Medbury. Medbury. Yeah, Earl knows smoke talk. Yeah. And Fleet and Marvin sure would like to see something happen to this boat. Hey, you fellas. Started loading that firewood on yet? Start now, Captain. Well, stop it. Get off any logs you've chucked on board. Ain't got none on yet, Captain. But you'll be leaving in a few minutes. We ain't going nowhere. Not till the sheriff and me get a good look at them logs. Sheriff? What he's got to do with them? You go get them, bring them here. Maybe you'll see. Well, whatever you say, Hope this ain't no hoax, Jeff. I was just sitting down to dinner. Hey, look at here. Yeah, let me see, Sheriff. Yep, looks like the end of that log's been plugged up. Four horses coming up the road. Heading for the dock. Coming fast. Five men on them. Two riding doubles. Say, them two riding doubles got their hands tied behind their backs. Well, that's Skinner Fleet and Pete Marvin. Hey, another's an engine and one's wearing a mask. Owl Hoots coming to the boat docks. Hey, ain't Owl Hoots, Sheriff. At least three of them ain't. Because that other fellow is Earl Medbury. Oh, there's Jeff Streeter and the sheriff's with him. Jeff Streeter. I see you got the message about the firewood. Yes, Senate. We found gunpowder stuffed in four of them logs. My Indian friend Toto sent the message. But Earl Metbury here gave us the reasons for sending it. And uh, we brought the reasons along with us. Skinner Fleet and Pete Marvin. Earl, son. What happened? You look... At later, Jeff. Tonto? Sheriff, this is the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Well, I... Sheriff, I'm turning these men over to you. Earl Metbury has all the evidence you need. Hello? Uh-uh. You come, Kimasabi. Wait, wait, don't leave. Yeah, hold on there, masked man. We want to thank well, you. Well, if that don't beat everything. <laughs> Earl, boy, it's good to see you. Yes. How are you? <laughs> Fine, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Lola, well, she was right disappointed when you, when you didn't show up. You mean <laughs> she... You mean she's on board then? Uh, well, uh, she was. She... She was. Oh.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.